Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully because there's no time to waste for all of us. Today, I'm honored to welcome Cheryl Sandberg, someone who rarely, and I mean rarely, if ever, agrees to a podcast interview request. But as you'll hear in her story of how we met, apparently my uh, mortifying in-person pitch at the Warriors game wasn't as bad as I thought. For those that don't know, Cheryl's professional career on its own is nothing short of legendary. In the early days of Google, she scaled the ad sales org from four people to 4,000. She was then handpicked by Mark Zuckerberg to become the COO at Facebook, title she still holds today. And in 2013, she published her first book, Lean In, Women, Work, and the Will to Lead, which sparked a global movement empowering women to find their voices, back up the talk, and demonstrate that they deserve a seat at the table. She's consistently ranked as one of the top business leaders in the world when it comes to power influence, and impact. And having worked in tech my entire career, someone that I've admired for close to 20 years now. But as you can imagine, I'm not here to talk to Cheryl about her professional accomplishments. Like all of us, we are all a multitude, an iceberg with so much underneath. And I believe, as I talk about with Cheryl, that any life worth meaning, filled with deep, rich experiences of big love, will also likely not be spared of trauma, loss, and grief. And as you'll hear, Cheryl's story is no different. What's unique is that she was willing to share her experience with the world, with the hope that being open about grieving could also bring her life more meaning. It's Cheryl Sandberg for No Time to Waste. Well, time, as you know, um, (laughs) intimately as I do, is like our most precious asset. Right. So first, I just want to thank you. I cannot imagine how busy your schedule is and taking time out to chat with me is just like incredibly surreal. Um, And I I can't express my gratitude enough. So thank you. Yeah. Well, look, um, you and I have a pretty, I think, funny but interesting meeting story. And you are um, (laughs) you are super you are super compelling and what you're doing is super important and super important to me. So I am honored to join you in what I think is really noble work, Allison. Really Thank noble. Thank you. Or it's just a very busy distraction that has the side benefit of helping a lot of people. Um, <laughs> because um, you, uh, like like me, um, probably to a slightly higher degree, um, are a high performer and someone that is most likely uh, pretty cerebral and um, the navigating through uh, trauma and grief, which is, which is what we've, we're both, we both have had to travel. You have traveled it. I'm in a weird travel matrix, I guess, of trauma and tragedy and grief. But um, I just think there is so much value in the work that you've done outside of <laughs> everything you've accomplished professionally, right? And that was why. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell you tell well, the story yeah, so and I'll fill so, it in. 
So, you know, look, we've all been, I've been certainly locked inside our homes if we're lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, one of the first things we did is we're big Warriors fans. So my fiance and I took uh, two of our five kids to the opening of the Warriors game. And I went to the restroom as I'm, as I often do. And I walked out and there was Allison kind of, I think it's okay. Not lurking, Allison, but maybe lurking. Oh, I was creeping. No, like it was a straight up, it was a straight up creep. It wasn't creeping. It wasn't creeping. I would say you were lurking. I was lurking. Lurking, seeming like you wanted to talk. Um, And you just told me who you were and you told me about your diagnosis and you told me what you were trying to do to live every moment that you had left. Um, And you know what you said, Allison, I think these are your words, is that you have terminal cancer. Yes. Um, And what we know is we're actually all terminal. Right. We're all terminal. It's a matter of degree. And I don't say that to undercut the, the, the unbelievable emotional difficulty of when you are told you have terminal cancer, because right. that is a different thing. Yep. But when you say, I want to make the most of every day, you have, you know, maybe even more of an impetus to do it, but we all only have so much time. Yeah. And if you can help people who are in the situation you face or people who have faced tragedy as I did, or, you know, people who are struggling, and I think everyone's struggling right now. Yes. That's a really noble thing. And I'm I'm honored to be on here with you. And I'm glad you oh well me into the bathroom, but I'm I'm glad. <laughs> so and you know, and like so that whole interaction that we had was like a complete blackout moment for me. And I just remember fumbling my words and being someone who's usually very comfortable on the fly and just I was just so nervous. The poor usher who was standing there in front of the curtain, because I was waiting there for what felt like forever. I was just like, oh, it it was the worst. It was exactly what, <laughs> it was exactly what I what I pictured. Um, but here's the thing: it didn't kill me. It was pretty mortifying because you were with your family and I never want to interrupt people, right, when they're when they're with their families. But um, I, I did it and I did it at the encouragement of uh, my uh, one of my best friends who's a, a tech uh, a sales leader in tech. And she said to me, she goes, oh, my gosh, that's Cheryl Sandberg. And we were just like fangirling because it's just to set the scene like years ago when you spoke at Dreamforce, this is the person that was willing to come, I think, two hours ahead of time for your keynote because we wanted to get good seats. And she was totally content, both of us, to just sit and make sure we had great seats. And she was the one that when we realized that it was you in front of us, she just said, you got to you got to do it. You got to make the pitch for the pod. And I was like, no, I was like, she's with her family. She's happy. Like, I don't want to get in the way. And, you know, she said, this is it, man. This is no time to waste. This is you walking the talk and saying, you know, no time to waste is all about confronting mortality and crafting a life without regret and maximizing moments focused on uh, gratitude, human connection and joy. And she's like, put your money where your mouth is. And she's like, you will not regret at least giving it a shot. And she was right. Yeah, and I don't think you were. You weren't awkward. You were awesome. Oh, I was. You were great. I didn't describe you that way at oh, all. Oh, wow. But so, I'm so awkward. But so making every moment count, yes. that is exactly, exactly what we all need to do. Yes. What's that look like for you now? You know, all of this changed for me when I lost my husband. My I was married very happily, had two children. They were seven and 10. And my husband died 
you know, very differently than the kind of situation you're facing suddenly without any warning. Uh, we were on vacation. So totally suddenly, we didn't know he was sick. He actually did have cardiovascular disease, but we didn't know that. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't tell the story a lot. It's not something I talk about that comfortably, but I'm, I mean, if you're not going to share now, when would you share this? Um, you know, looked around for him. He was missing. I thought he was in the gym. I thought he was with a friend having a drink. We were on vacation with, you know, a bunch of other couples. Um, and, you know, I found him on the floor of a gym. And, I mean, he had died. And we did the whole thing where the ambulance, the whole thing, praying he was alive. But, you know, he he was, you know, he, he, um, he was clearly dead when I found him. Um, and I knew that because I'd never seen anyone who had died before, but I saw it. And then, you know, the question is what happens on the other side of that? And on the other side of that, I think you do live differently. I appreciate every birthday, every hug for my kid, every kiss. I appreciate I'm now engaged, you know, six, six and a half years later. I appreciate that I have someone I go to sleep with at night. In a way, I was very happily married with Dave and I love Dave, but I don't think I had this deep sense of appreciation because I really took it all for granted. And that's the hope of, I mean, part of what I'm trying to do with this, I guess, movement or project of, of, of no time to waste is, is there a way for us to at least do every, is there a way for me to do everything in my power to have people confront mortality without the shroud of darkness and sad, assuming it's like the darkness and the, and shrouded in, in just grief and sadness. Like you've talked about this, you talked about it in, in option B, you talked about it in interviews, like the isolation that occurs for the grievers because of the lack of communication around this topic. And really the, the human race's inability to wrap their head around the idea of the only universal inevitability, which is death, is that, right? Like, right. how do we as a, how do we start to bring, I mean, I'm doing everything I can. <laughs> I'm bringing whatever guns I can. And I think Cheryl Sandberg is a pretty big gun. Um, but I, I, I want to bring everything I can to the fight so that I can save people or help people find that appreciation and meaning without having to go through the tragedy and the trauma. But I don't know if it's possible. What about you? I mean, so they talk, so I've asked audiences all over the world, raise your hand if you've heard of PTSD, right? So whoever's listening, raise your hand. Everyone's hand goes up. Raise your hand if you've heard of post-traumatic growth and no hands go up unless you happen to have read, you know, my book, the book I wrote on it with my friend Adam. And, you know, um, you know, post-traumatic growth is when you go through trauma. You are going through trauma, Allison, for sure. Dave dying is trauma. Being told you have a terminal diagnosis, trauma. Cancer is trauma. And, you know, and then the question is, can you grow? And the crazy thing is that I would never have choose to lose Dave. You would never choose to go through this. And I, if I could take it away from you, Allison, my God, I would. But I can't, and I can't take it away. I can't bring Dave back. But there are things about your life right now that are deeper and more meaningful. You told me that when we spoke very briefly outside the bathroom. And I feel that from you right now. You know, 
you are appreciating every day. Do you think you appreciate it every day before your diagnosis the way you do now? Uh, not the way I do now. I think I've always lived. That's why this whole no time to waste thing is very on brand for me because I've always appreciated time and I've always actually had a internal clock feeling like the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland just being like, I'm late. Like I've always been very hyper aware of time, which is interesting now in retrospect, but no. I have never felt the the depth of emotion and and meaning and love, right? I, I believe that you know it's it's sort of the flip side of the coin, right? Like we are all the, <laughs> to live a life. I feel like to live a life of meaning, you know, and that's what I've always wanted, you know, of big love, of joy you know, of getting after it, like you're, you're probably not going to get spared like trauma and tragedy and loss and grief. It's yeah. right. It's, I, yeah. I don't, Rabbi Steve Leader, who I've become friends with as a result of this project, like he talks about floating with the grief and just picturing yourself floating that, you know, you kind of let the feelings wash over you. And then when you're ready to to kind of rise again, like you rise. And I don't know what yeah. it's like to have survived what you did and learned. I mean, I've I've read and listened to your your thoughts on how to find that resilience. But I, I, I was do you remember a time when after was there a standout moment like when after Dave had died that you finally went, wait, there, I can breathe again, right? Like it's going to get better. It's never going to go away. He's always going to be sitting here on my shoulder, you know, in the little moments and in the big ones. And, but it, but it, it will not always hurt this much. Was there anything that comes to mind? You know, we pay attention to what we pay attention to. Adam Grant, who my friend who's a psychologist who eventually wrote Option B with me. So we studied this together and he really taught me. Um, he told me to keep a joy journal. So a journal of moments of joy. And he, I was like, moments of joy? Dave just died. He was like, no, no, you have them. When you make a joke, when your kid gives you a hug, when I would look up, my children were very young, as I said, and a psychologist friend of mine prepared me for this. When kids go through grief, uh, they're kind of, they, or at least a lot of them, they fall apart one minute, they're crying, and then they're out playing the next. And it goes very, very, very fast. And you almost can't understand what's happening. But that meant my kids had like, you know, she, my daughter was seven. I would look up and she would be eating an ice cream cone and laughing with a friend. And that was a moment of joy. Even if I knew she, the tears were coming for her and for me afterwards. And so I started paying attention to them. And then I started noticing much more joy. You know, I think a lot of people right now are going through that with coronavirus. I don't think anyone really, I don't think anyone really, anyone really said that we could, you know, appreciate going out to dinner, right? Putting appreciate on pants? Giving a hug. Right. right, exactly. Yeah. In a new and total way. Yep. Yeah. No, I think the whole world is, the whole, the whole world is experiencing grief. The whole world is confronting mortality in a way that I think is a global society. Um, they've never uh, been forced to, at least in our lifetimes. And as a result, I'm happy to see 
the conversation, you know, being brought into the light so that people reevaluate their time. Because I'm telling you, you know this as well. It's not money. It's time. It's time. You know, and I'd give, I'd give everything away, everything away for time. And it's the one thing that I can't get. And it's for someone that's controlling and strategic and, uh, you know, uh, type A, like that is really, really hard to, to, to be like, I'll find the back door. Like I'll figure it out, you know? And now we've hit a couple roadblocks and the reality is, is it's not a matter of, of if it's when, right. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre experience that is surreal, but peppered with, again, like so much joy and appreciation and gratitude for the, the little things like Rabbi Leader says, like good is now great. Like (laughs) my, like my, my bar, I guess is so low. Um, I'm just like, oh my gosh, the the simple joy of having a friend come visit that I haven't seen in 12 years. And she and I walked the dog this morning and went down and got coffee and split a croissant and like the simple pleasures, like, oh my gosh, it was like, it was incredible. Um, and I, I pause and appreciate those moments now 10 times more than I ever would have before had I not been in this spot. And the fact that right. the universe is giving me the opportunity to have a platform to spread this message to other people, like, I mean, it, it's, I am so aligned with my purpose. I like feel it in my bones. I just, as you said earlier, would never have been willing to pay the cost, right? It's come at a cost that I would, you know, but it's my purpose now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. The only thing I just want to ask is, you know, you've had such an accomplished career, right? And then you go and have to suffer this tragic loss. You have to find the resilience to keep moving. Then you decide, yes, you're going to write option B with your buddy, Adam Grant, whom I'd love to talk to, to understand more about just grief and going through it um, that wasn't in the book that you guys wrote. Um, but why? What what drove you to, to take this on and become sort of now this advocate for grief and loss and resilience? Like, why take on, why take it on? What drove it? Yeah. You know, um, I think it's looking for meaning. I think it's what you're doing. You're faced with this horrible diagnosis. You're faced with your own mortality in a way that very few people face and very few people talk about. And I think what you're giving is a gift. And I and you're looking for meaning. And Allison, you're finding it. This is a beautiful thing. I was looking for meaning. Because if there's not meaning, all there was was darkness, you know? Yep. And the number of people I hope that you recognize that you helped um, by being so open about such incredibly personal experiences like it motivates me to be more open personally 
um, because of the messages that I get from strangers that talk about how impactful this work is on their own healing and on them approaching their lives and their relationships differently. So thank you for <laughs> leaning in <laughs> from the beginning, you know, and, uh, and just, you know, being a, a being an, another example in yet another area of your life, uh, and being willing to chat with me today. This has just been really surreal. Um, but thank you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. So if you really want to maximize your moments, you could pitch in and help us get the word out. Just rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's it. Oh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss future episodes and bonus content. For more motivation, head to notimetowasteproject.com or join the squad on Instagram at no time to waste project. Grazie mille.